use sleep to make themselves special. Oh? Well, I can drink coffee right until I go to sleep. I can stay up until four in the morning because I'm special, you know? Don't you ever think that about when people are saying things like, well, yeah, you need to stretch. I don't need to stretch. I think they're nutty. What do you mean you don't need to stretch? Gravity yeah. goes you? What do you but mean? People, people always think they're special and they don't need to do what everybody else has to do. Till you tango with your mortality. That's right. Once you do that little dance, you think <laughs> I'm dead. You realize that you're actually in a human body. That's right. You're here for a good time, not a long yes. time. <laughs> the flesh mostly, you got to take care of it. Like that's Yeah. Soften some fantasy, yeah. Yeah, we thought we'd talk about sleep this week. Yeah. I think I feel like it's a it's a foundation thing. Probably. If you're not sleeping, you're you're in trouble. Oh yeah. Mind is an overload. Yeah, body. Body is uh not getting recharged. No. The tension just stays. Just keeps getting tenser and tenser. And I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but when I can't sleep and the times I can't sleep, I'm always looking at the clock. All right, if I fall asleep right now. Okay, and then that causes a, a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, and then then you're really not going to sleep, right? Then my body tenses up, and I'm like, ah, you know, it's not so. It's not like that anymore. But back in the day, and then talk well, about hell anxiety, like waking mm-hmm. up tired and defeated. And I know for myself, if I'm having a night where I can't sleep, and I've laid there for 45 minutes already, failing at sleeping then it's time to get up because I'm just going down a terrible, a terrible pit of despair where I worry about not being able to fall asleep. Well, you don't like to ride that ride. So that's a good no. time. I'll ride that ride all night. <laughs> uh, no, I like to get up and watch a movie or something. I might as well just give up and enjoy myself because I'm not going to sleep anyway. So why be miserable in bed? Some of us like to be miserable. <laughs> true. True. Like, well, I didn't just start doing this right away. I did it after years of suffering, trying to, <laughs> trying to fall asleep. But this only happens to me once every month, two months. It's, you know, maybe like six times a year. So I know other people have this problem all the time. I don't know how they can live with it. Insomnia must be like long-term insomnia. It must almost drive you crazy. Oh, yeah. it's It's probably the most like popular reason for people to come see me is they get to a point where they're just really not sleeping and they're willing to try absolutely anything. So why not give yoga a go? <laughs> like it's like desperate times are calling for desperate measures. The reflex G2, well, but I'm pretty clear to people that the effects of the reflexology, maybe three days, you know? Yeah. The stretching and the yoga and the breathing, that's something you can take with you every day. So there's a big difference there. Well, one of them is external and you're relying on somebody else. Another one is something that you could do yourself. But, but it's hard It's hard to get the uh, the will to do that, though. Well, not to mention it's excruciatingly... It can be excruciatingly painful to come into your body. Like you're holding, you're holding a whole bunch of emotions, the tension, the anxiety, the... If you're, you know, if you're keeping yourself in fight or flight or freeze... Mm-hmm. That you have to feel that when you get in your body. So I can understand the, the discomfort or the want to not to not come in. But and it's like a, your mind has to meet your body. Mm-hmm. 
and and almost form a, a lover relationship with it and understand and have compassion, that kind of love, not the, you know, I'm going to scream at you until you behave better kind of love, but the kind of love where you're like, hey, see where you're at, you know, ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> And then you, and you grow to love your body and, you know, it's, it's a really cool, it's a really cool tool. Well, just to get to the point where, where you can focus on stuff like that, rather than just being in emergency mode, there's, there's a, I did send you a few ideas that I had that, uh, as well as yoga and meditation, um, simple things like not drinking any coffee or tea after two. I uh, I run into people all the time that say, well, maybe you can't drink any coffee after two, but it doesn't affect me at all. And in my head, I, I hear this little story that they're saying, I'm special. I have superpowers. You're normal. You're a normal human. So you need to stop drinking coffee too. But me, I'm, I'm like Superman. I can, I can drink an espresso and then just lay down and I'm good to go. It doesn't affect me at all. People are always saying this, and I think they're totally wrong. I think it's uh, really messing them up. Uh, there is some science to back that up too. That it's because you, it changes your sleep patterns. It makes it harder to fall asleep. Makes you want to wake up earlier. Like all kinds of things are going on. Same with uh, alcohol before bed or sugar. Yeah, sugar or a whole pizza right, right. before bed. That's <laughs> all that dough just. Oh yeah, like not eating directly before bed. And, yeah. So, so there's uh, more than one approach. We can we can work on the physical state of our body, like exercise wise and yoga, or we can do some of the some of the other maintenance in our behaviors. So it is it it just seems to me that it's a little more in our control than people think it is. I feel like people have to want to take control. Like that's almost a you know like. You can hear someone be like, I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. I mean, you can, you know, you can tell them like inversion, food, you know, and they, they still don't know that they can, can, that it is in their control. It's fascinating. Or to like really take control, like to take control of how you're relating to the world instead of the world happening to you. Because it's super easy to be like, well, this is happening. I'm not sleeping. That's happening. I'm the queen of excuses. Yeah. sorts of excuses why it's not my fault i guess this this goes to um anything in your life like back pain or or like you do there is things that are not in our control you might be more of a night owl like you were mentioning or think you are um and that may be not in your control but a night owl could still have a a sleep routine yeah and they could still not drink any caffeine before six hours before they try to sleep for sure they just have to go to bed later and get up later, I guess. Yeah. But consistency, like consistency yeah. in the hours of sleep and the consistency. Because, I mean, and some people don't need as much sleep as others. Another thing that might be not be in your control is whether or not uh, you have somebody snoring right beside you. Yeah. Cohabitation. Okay. There you go. Yeah. There's external factors, sounds and, you know. Well, even people in the city, I don't know how they sleep. (laughs) I guess guess you get used to it, right? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, because we used to have a, I lived in a house and we had a train that would run through the backyard. Like it was right at the back of our property. And eventually you got to the point where you didn't hear the train. Other people did though, if they were new. 
So there's going to be some things we can't change. <clears throat> we can learn to accept those. Like we can accept because we have no choice that we're going to be getting up in the middle of the night, say, because we have a small baby mm. or that we can't, uh, our husband won't stop snoring and we can't kill him. So yeah. we're stuck with that. Uh, what else can you not change? The fact that you might be a night owl or the fact that you have a lot of stress in your life that you end up thinking about. Can't change those things. You could probably change all of them. Well, you could change them drastically, but, but if you're you, not yeah, going to. You, you're willing to accept those things, I guess, or you've decided that you're not going to change them. Yeah. Um, so then once you get to that point, there still is things you can do. So how do we go from a position where we think we're helpless to uh, accepting responsibility for what we can change? Experimentation. What happens if I make this tiny little one degree shift? Curiosity. Because I don't know if force works. You know, if you're like forcing yourself, you know, like, oh, I really want a coffee, but it's bad for me. It's bad for me to drink coffee after two. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm that causes more anxiety. We have dreaming all night about lattes, drinking lattes in the forest, you know, like, oh. And, but if you're curious, but then it comes down to the want, how bad you want it. So even to take, even to make that, you know, just that tiny step, there has to be a want. But if you choose, if that's their choice, just that little bit of, you know, play. What happens if I stretch out my neck every night before bed? Yeah, you don't want to be at the point where it's desperation that, you have to force yourself to do it because you're desperate. No. If you if you could do it before you get desperate, that would be great, for sure. We should uh, at a different time. I uh, one of my friends online she wrote a book about making your life into a game. Yeah, and I'd like to talk about that in a little more depth. But in this case, so curiosity and play, and you say, I want to just do a challenge where. I don't drink coffee for a week after two o'clock and just see what happens. Yeah. See how many days in a row I can pull this off. Yeah. And then just, you know, don't beat yourself up if you, if you, if you do slip and, or decide you're going to be chugging an energy drink at six o'clock. <laughs> I feel those should be banned. Well, that's, that's just the, the name should be changed. Yeah. Energy drink. They shouldn't be allowed to call them energy drinks. They should be called stimulant drinks or something. <laughs> Don't monitor that. <laughs> those are loud in my house. Like that's one of those things. You know? like, you're just like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> if if they were actually loaded with energy, like, you know, electricity or petroleum products or something. <laughs> Eat some vegetables if you want some energy. Like I'm that mom. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like go for a run. You know, how does energy work? In, even in the yoga class, like to, to bring physical energy into your body, to raise the vibrations of your molecules, to thin yourself out. That's why we stretch the body out, to make it loose. Mm. The, the molecules aren't vibrating quickly against each other. And then even that release of, you know, allows for a better use of the energy. Where are you spending your energy? Where's your mental focus? Like, that's how energy is, is spent, is what you're thinking about. Yeah. So you could even think about having more energy and visualize yourself having more energy and you probably have more energy long term than the quick, you know, 20 minutes high you're going to get from the energy drink and then the 
super trash, right? Like, I've never been able, I have, have had one of those energy drinks. That's it. And then the hammering of my heart afterwards was enough to convince me that was a bad idea. <laughs> I've never done it. I can't even get it to my mouth. There's something about the smell. It's like, oh, nope. The alarms start going off. Wee -oo, wee -oo. <laughs> well, and it does quite quite often. It looks like antifreeze, bright green. First, we need to make to make a decision that sleep is important. Then we have to decide that we could actually have some effect on our body. I was going to ask you, do you really think people think sleep is important? No, they don't. <laughs> That's the problem. They think that they're special and they don't need sleep. They can do whatever they want and everything will be wonderful. And in general, people have been tricked by society to think that it's not that important. It's not people's fault that they think this. They just absorbed that. But they really don't think that balance and sleep and recharge is as important as it is. So important. When were we lost that? I think it's... Uh, this propaganda is because of work and production and getting more production. Yeah. And it's more, I believe it's more North American than, than anything. I don't know. I was reading an article about people like dying of exhaustion in Japan, you know? So maybe, well, if, maybe people need to, I don't know. How, how do you show people that sleep is more important than they need more information? If you, if you knew that, getting good sleep was going to fix other areas um, that might help. But the problem is it's all cumulative. You can't, you know, I remember I used to be the kind of person that would only sleep four or five hours a night. And I was kind of proud of that because I was special and I didn't need to sleep as much as other people, you know, and, and I could just push, push, push and get all this stuff done. And uh, you end up kind of living in, well, I don't know, hell <laughs> because everything is you're constantly tired and barely awake and and it's hard to drive because you start passing out every time you sit down and and uh so you're just chugging coffee in my case there was no energy drinks at the time and then eventually at some point or another you're forced to slow down and you know actually sleep for a little while you get and then you and then you feel great and then you realize that when you were in that mode, you couldn't feel how bad it actually was. You're disassociated from the body. Yeah. On to the next, next task. Like when you're so driven by productivity, even in, in the individual, like you're just thinking about the next thing to get done, next thing to get done, next thing to get done, and you're not actually even in the task at hand. Did you get sick? Is that what? Uh, you... It wasn't directly from, uh, I, I was sick multiple times, but I was also smoking and other things. So Living. it's hard to say that just <laughs> sleep would be the problem, right? It was a rough life. But I do know that the lack of sleep meant that mentally I wasn't in a good place. Were you cranky? Oh, yeah. Which means that if, uh, if you're not mentally and emotionally in the right place, you're never going to get out of that trap. No. If I could have somehow slept more, then I probably would have been able to do more thinking, which means I would have been able to get out of it sooner. Would you agree that there's a difference between thinking and contemplation? Like when you're constantly, like you probably were thinking. Oh yeah, you're, you're right. Contemplation is what I mean. It, uh, slow, restful times where you can actually stop and look. What's the most effective next move? Yeah, rather than just run, run, run. Yeah. I was forced into slowing down by a couple of injuries that I had. 
Yeah. That's what I was wondering if it came to the physical mm-hmm. right before you could make sense of it. There's no direct line though, if you know what I mean. Like you can't say in the physical world, I didn't get sleep. So this accident happened. No, but it all compounds. Like if you're, oh, yeah. you know, it all loops back on itself. Cause even the reason the yoga was so beneficial in my recovery from losing my sight was that if I wasn't here in it and I was in that pace of thinking ahead and moving forward, I would just be mowing everything over, walking into things, running little old ladies over. Like, so it was that having to slow down and be here that made me realize kind of how dangerous it was to just keep running. Okay, so maybe if you're listening, you're, you're having a glimmer of the idea that you could do better on sleep. So where do you go from here? And not just random, you know, I'm not going to drink coffee after two. It has to be some sort of a, a path forward. Exercise. I would agree. If you're not getting enough exercise. You can't get that the energy of the thoughts out of the body. And then they just kind of stay trapped, for, like vibrating between each other. Like the body's tense and holding... So then the mind's like, the body's tense and it thinks of all these things to why the body's tense and the thoughts just keep propelling. And then the the biological response of the propelling thoughts accumulates deeper in the body and it tenses up even more. So the ability, like exercise offers the opportunity to to move, to get the the, the energy out, ground zero. I think if you if you can, you should do some of your exercise outside so you get Absolutely. natural light. Whether you're a night owl or not, you can still you're still going to be up sometime during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's research that shows that if you get a couple hours of good daylight in, like actual sunlight touching you, then you're more likely to be able to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. So if you could combine the exercise, like for people that that have trouble, uh, you know, going to the gym or anything, they could go for a walk. Yeah. For instance. Oh, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to run a marathon. Just move. unless you're an actual vampire then don't go outside (laughs) you'll die (laughs) only at night you can get your exercise biting necks or whatever that's right i think they fly or something don't vampires fly (laughs) i don't know where to go with this (laughs) not not these new vampires they don't fly much i've been reading research too about keeping your devices out of your room yeah shut the wi-fi off at night or at least drop the phone face down so you can't see it and pick up a book at least an hour or two before bed. Mm-hmm. But there's always that last, you know, that's probably the hardest one of them all. The last text message of the night or, you know. I really feel like that's a, that's a hard one for me too. Cause we always read before we sleep. But the problem is I don't, uh, we don't wind down until getting close to the end of the day. And then that's, that's the time when Netflix does come on. Mm-hmm. And then I have a bad habit of playing uh, a phone game while I'm watching Netflix. So then that is, it's really important then to, to just read for a few minutes after you're done winding your mind up like that. Mm-hmm. I can't be the only person that's like triple tasking right before bed. Oh. Well, Either you... texting or whatever while Netflix is playing. And scrolling through whatever and like the algorithms on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, they're designed to keep you engaged. Yeah. You know, it's harder even then to, to put the devices down because they're designed to keep your mind just brain candy. 
The brain loves it. Oh, all these things that Kyla likes, you know, more of it, more, <laughs> more of it. Feed Kyla, more Kyla, you know. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, the devices. And I've been trying to be really diligent with the kids. A harder battle because they kind of have had that stimulation their entire life. I know with our children, and and this is you know already a few years back when they were teenagers. Uh, I found out that they would go to sleep with their phone on, like on their bed instead mm-hmm. of on the bedside table, just basically cuddling their phone <laughs> at the end of the day. And this is in teenagers, not in, you know, not in uh, younger kids. Yeah. As soon as they had a phone, they just, you know, they would go straight from uh, whatever they were doing on the phone to trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems just crazy to me, of course, but that's, that's where society's going with this really comes down to like self-realization. I don't know if that'll change unless people want it to. It probably isn't really any different than it ever has been in certain ways. We've always been really self-absorbed with whatever things we latch onto. That's right. It's the ego though. Yeah. It's all about me. <laughs> so before cell phones, it was, uh, you know, there's always distractions. TV, radio. Yeah, bullying, whatever. Even books. I've escaped into books. Oh, I was terrible for that when I was a teenager. Couldn't pry me out of a book. Right, and you identify with your characters that you see, you know, like yourself. I think the difference now, though, is that everybody's an Instagram model. You know, like back in the day, if you, you know, Marilyn Monroe was a sex symbol and you could identify with her and she brought out your, your sexiness, you were trying to be like Marilyn Monroe where now people are like more about themselves. It feeds the ego in a different way. Like it's very personal because you can pick your filters. You can, you know, everybody's, everybody's glamorous on Insta. That's true. And if you're looking at that right before bed, you're going to be in a pretty wound up point, point of view. Oh yeah. So I guess if you're, if you have trouble falling asleep and you are on your phone right before bed, you need to make that connection. Yeah. Accept it. <laughs> yeah. And either either keep doing it because that's what you love to do and you're not going to change or put the phone down and do something else for five minutes at least before you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Or a whole hour. You know, stretch it out, breathe it out. Take the, you have to shed the day or you just take the day, take it with you the next day. And I'm, I'm like, I know this because I do it. If I don't put the day down at the end of the day and be like, it was a day. I will bring all of that shit with me to the next day to the point where I've brought years of shit with me to the day. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so, but what if I can consciously just be like, no, this was a day, even if it was a, a decent, you know, and that's the thing too, is that we love dopamine and excitement. And a lot of the time what's going around us is a whole lot of nothing. And, and then we escape into this fantasy, right? The phone makes the fantasy super easy, but we can go there without the phone. Where we're fantasizing what it would be like winning the lottery or anything better than than the situation that we've created for ourselves. So then it comes back to that space of, you know, honoring yeah. what we've created. And then, but still having gratitude for it, you know? For even a boring ass day, you know, stretching my body out, nothing crazy happened today. That's a good day. That would be good. I I keep starting nighttime 
rituals and then dropping them. They don't stick on me. The only one I've really got going is that I like to find a book that's just interesting enough that I want to read it, but it's just dry enough that I have a hard time staying awake. If you know what I mean? It's a perfect balance book. Mm-hmm. And one of those will last me a long time because I can't power through it. Mm-hmm. And that book I say just for the last thing I do in the day. Just to make you sleepy. And I lie down and I read it on my phone even. It doesn't matter because I have it set for red screen and dim light. Yeah. And I crack open the Kindle app, fire up the book that's taking me forever to finish, read like 10 pages, and then I'm just, you know, I'm at that point where I can't even hold my phone up. I'm going to drop it on my face. And then I put it down and instantly to sleep mm-hmm. because it's just a not that interesting of a book, really. But it's still interest. It's still something I want to read. It's just not, it's not a, uh, a uh, page gripper, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Go in. You got to keep turning those pages. Yeah. We're reading Harry Potter right now, me and Seth, or Seth and I. And uh, it's a page turner. Yeah, and nothing, nothing like that. <laughs> nothing that, you know, I'm solid. definitely no porn in it. Like it's straight up dry <laughs> science fiction. Yeah, a couple aliens. Yeah, I, I'm solid in the evening routine and I struggle in the AM. Two different types of So stuff. I guess what keeps me going is my morning ritual is pretty good. I get up early. I do my yoga, meditation. I like to do that before anybody else is moving if possible. Mm-hmm. And that means that I haven't slept in, so then I'm going to be tired sooner. Mm-hmm. So it's it's re- it reinforces going to bed. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you can't pull off a nighttime ritual, you could try getting up a little earlier and doing a morning yoga. Mm-hmm. Or writing or sitting, drinking coffee or whatever ritual you want for the morning. But has to be you time, I think. I guess I have a, a, like a mental exercise for the morning, but I would like to bring it more into the physical because it's nice because you, you wake up in the morning throughout the night when you, your subconscious is working out a whole bunch of stuff because your brain really doesn't stop while you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So you get up in the morning, kind of shake off, you know, or prepare yourself mentally for the day. Who's approaching the, the day, right? Um, and then for me, same thing. Who shaking off the day because you collect a whole bunch of stuff through the day people you meet you know encounters you have shaking the day off at the end of the day and then just you know, like a, a self-help pill in the morning and a self-help pill at night <laughs> there you go so there there is guided meditations to uh get to sleep mm-hmm. and i think those those would help some people at least mm-hmm. but i know even the uh in the armed forces in the states Different groups use various going to sleep exercises where they relax their face and their body on purpose. Yeah. So any meditation that gets you to relax your face is probably going to get you closer to sleep. And that's exactly what I was going to recommend. I stretch my face before bed, massage my temples. I have a jade roller, stretch out the shoulders and neck just so the oxygenation can flow. Brilliant. It just makes sense that if you can relax things, you're going to be more likely to fall asleep. Yeah, that's like that's body is just a mess. That's definitely not rocket surgery that relaxing is going to help. No, but people don't know how to relax. Like that is a, you cultivate that. And I think 
they can pacify themselves. Like people are like, I like to relax in front of the TV. And essentially the vibration that comes off the television is the same vibration. Like it kind of puts your mind into a awake sleep mode. So it might feel like meditation where you're meditating, like you're, you know what I mean? Like it's nothing too much is going on in your brain in terms of thinking, but you're still not relaxing in that you're consciously focused on your physical body, softening the muscles, seeking out the tension and allowing it to dissipate. Yeah. I, I don't really see any way that watching TV could be relaxing unless you're watching the fireplace channel, which is up and running by the way, already. Oh my I, I looked at it the other night. <laughs> my mother's going to be so happy. Mom, it's cold. Turn up the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Kyla. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, at any other time, watching TV is not relaxing because it's firing parts of your brain. Mm-hmm. And it's not like meditation because you're not aware of what parts. That's right. Right now I'm watching the show Dexter, which is about a uh, serial killer. And there is nothing like meditation about watching that show. It's exciting, but that's not, uh, I don't know. It's not downtime for the brain. If anything, it's more uptime than any, than anything else I do in the day. That's the illusion. Cause then you're even what you're watching, you're riding out physically. You know, when I'm watching TV and I scare quite easily and I'm jumping, like my adrenals kick in in that space of, ah, you know, so there, there, there we are. Now I have to process a threat that wasn't real. Like you know? <laughs> my, my primitive biology felt as though that I was in danger to the point I had a biological reaction and it was just sitting there choosing to watch something scary. Okay. So watching something scary now people have to decide and they don't think they do but they really do is getting sleep more important than watching horror movies because i know at least one person right now she's having trouble sleeping or getting to sleep because you know and this is an adult person she's scared of something grabbing her legs from under the bed or just because she's watched so many movies with jump scares now that they're embedded in her brain Mm-hmm. there's some programming so what's more important being scared so you can feel all that adrenaline and other drug cocktail that gets released or sleeping and not getting cancer dying are you addicted to the drug cocktail that your body releases i love adrenaline i'll get dramatic just to get dramatic and you know if i'm not careful of myself and it's just to to feel those hormones or the, 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 the adrenals, the adrenaline, the chemicals. So I feel like people need to be a little bit more aware of the power of their thoughts and their brains. And to really recognize you have a physical body, you know? And so many people spend so much time on, well, it isn't what I want, you know? Either it's their body or their life or their... But they don't see how their actions are creating these chemical responses that are keeping them stuck. And it's yeah addiction you know people are yeah they use the words for instance uh to to get out of doing things that they wanted that they did want to do but then they're like i don't feel like doing it whereas feelings have nothing to do with why you should do it to start with you shouldn't just do what you feel like doing that's crazy 
because then nobody would ever go to work. Nothing would ever get done because no one would actually feel like doing it. It'd be a party. (laughs) (laughs) Wants to go to work. And I say that to my kids all the time. I was like, I love what I do. I feel as though that I was born to do what I do. I feel extraordinarily grateful to be able to do what I do for a living. But some days I don't want to do it either, you know? And that depends where I'm at mentally. But, you know, they just keep going. So assuming responsibility for yourself, understanding the processes of the physical body, like that is sucks the fun right out of everything. But, you know. And if you can get past a certain point, though, and you don't need to have seven or eight hours sleep every night to get to the point where you're getting enough to function. No. And you don't necessarily have to go to bed at the same time every night or do a nightly ritual every night. You just have to get to a point where you've reached equilibrium, where the amount of energy you're putting out during the day is equal to the amount you recover overnight. Balance. And if you could get to just a little bit of balance and you feel just a little bit better, maybe you'll make, maybe you'll feel like doing different things in your life. I, I don't think it has to be an all or nothing. No, no balance. Like we're not looking for miracles in sleep. We're just, we just need to get enough rest that we're not making ourselves sick. Because mm-hmm. what's the leading cause of disease? Stress. And what is stress? Your mental state. You know, how you're processing life, how you're emotionally processing life. And it will make you sick. Through either the actions you take due to the stress, whether it be the foods you consume, because sugar helps stress. You know, escaping into your phone helps stress. Uh, you can go. You can get in an affair. You can have an affair that helps stress. I don't know. I don't know how, but uh, going to the casino. You know that risk, that adrenaline. I I can't imagine how affairs would make you less stressed. Let's see. I think it's the excitement. It makes the the mundane because maybe people are sad that this is just it. You get to ride the rock, you know. And it seems a little bit boring when not everybody gets to be a Kardashian, you know. <laughs> Everybody wants to be special and admired and included. And and I think, or I feel that, you know, Facebook and Instagram is almost creating a a bigger separation in that. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right on that one. It didn't used to be that people ever thought they could get past their station in life, but now everybody thinks that they're supposed to be able to. Yeah. And I mean, absolutely share your truth. I feel like life delivers intention's huge you know if you need to be admired i think that can be a slippery slope if you're just showing up sharing that seems to be the the key the people who would be saying it anyway they don't really care if they're making money (laughs) yeah um that seems to be the difference you know and people like pizzazz you go to you know, I was spending some time in, in Vancouver and, and the yoga studios that I typically frequent have like donated props. Um, they try to keep their classes, you know, affordable for people. They recognize that yoga is for, for everyone. It should be available if they can. Lots of the yoga studios that I frequent have karma classes where, you know, people will, will trade for classes or they'll show up for, they'll provide it for free. They'll donate their time. But then you can hit up like Deepak Chopra had a yoga studio in Vancouver and it was literally like 45 bucks a drop in. And, but the people that went there felt special. And so they were getting a higher caliber of, of yoga, you know, or, you know, 
we all know how I feel about Bikram. But, the silver bullet of yoga? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that guy made it so special that he patented flows. So if you didn't, you know, those those patented flows were the key to your enlightenment. And he would stand on your back so you were super enlightened. I don't understand that. But he, that letting go of, oh, this is the the ultimate truth or, you know, the the illusion of it needing to be grand. And I, well, let's recap a little bit. So we know that we could uh, do a morning routine, get some exercise and light in the day. Mm-hmm. We could, uh, well, we didn't really cover nutrition, but don't eat your nutrition 10 minutes before you're going to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we have in there? Magnesium. Don't pound a bunch of coffee mm-hmm. too late in the day. Drink some water. Yeah. Did you say magnesium? Yeah, magnesium's huge. Stay off the apps and definitely don't be uh, using too many filters right before bed. Gratitude. Well, gratitude, I think that puts you in a different frame of mind. And that's why that would help. Mm -hmm. Because then you're not taking this shit to bed with you. If I can find gratitude, like, oh, my babies ate good today, you know? And even in the simplest of things, I mean, sometimes I was super depressed and like the only thing I could find gratitude for was a hot shower because it was winter. Okay. And just the ability to be able to stand under a hot shower because I've been to countries where people haul their water and the water. Yeah. So even in the simplest, I mean, and that's where we go in yoga is to find gratitude for the breath, like legitimate gratitude and pleasure in breathing. And if you can find pleasure in breathing, you can bring that pleasure to almost anything. Like sleeping. Right. You need when you lie down, if you can feel how your body feels under blankets. Mm-hmm. How does and it feel to just let the earth support you for a change? Yeah. And so you holding up the world. Weighted blankets do help. And the ability to know you can move the energy. Like when you lay in your bed and if your heart's going, you can breathe through your nostrils into your chest and exhale through your mouth. Like when we... You are. You want to be a better sleeper. Be a nose breather. There we go. No more breathing through your mouth. There hasn't been any studies done on that yet, but there must be an effect of proper yoga breathing on sleep apnea. Oh yeah, I actually know articles that yeah that were describing yoga breath in relation to sleep. They weren't calling it that, but it was the same thing that we do. And then they're saying they're having huge success with these breathing exercises. And when you breathe through your nose, you're like bringing the oxygen directly over your brain. It's feeding the oxygen to your brain. So you're stimulating and softening the brain. When you breathe through your mouth, it's going straight to the heart and the lungs. And that's where we breathe for survival. That's great for for running or escaping a saber-toothed tiger, but not for softening the, the nervous system. If sleep apnea is your problem and you also consume alcohol, you're 25% more likely to have sleep apnea when you drink. So maybe. A drink right before bed is a bad idea. Plus, it affects other things like less REM sleep. And another thing I don't understand is like oxygenation will make you feel high. It gets you dopey and relaxed. You get a high. It's like a yoga high. So it'd be the same as having your drink, you know, throw your legs up over your bed, take a 10, 15 breaths through your nostrils, feel it come into your heart as you exhale, relax your bum. You'll be good. That's it. I'm opening a breathing bar. 
<laughs> well, the- <laughs> in bars like because people feel high from it and no one seems to be catching on that you can just breathe at home you know (laughs) we'll play loud music and breathe deep i mean i love the yoga because it allows the opportunity for me to really bring my mind's focus into my body and to be present in the physical reality i love the physical practice of yoga for that but it's the breathing someone was like you have to choose breathing or yoga i know they go together but the the breath is incredible well, let's between the two of us, we'll come up with a uh, with a short sleep meditation. Okay. And we will uh, we'll put that out as a separate little podcast that people can use by itself. Sounds good, and I'll work on some stretches. Sure. We uh, we're going to we'll put all these things together in in an article, mm-hmm. so that we can uh, if anybody wants it, they can get a hold of us, and we will. I'll post that on my website and maybe, is there any way to put that up on your website or Facebook? Absolutely. So yeah, we will post a few things to help with sleep in the very near future. Sounds good. Okay. Well, in this case, we can say, have a great day or evening. Deep breath. That's right. And shut down the coffee today, everybody. Before two. (laughs) two. See if it makes a difference. (laughs) Let us know. Yeah. Unless or if you're, you're one of those vampires that's up all night, you can shut it down anytime six hours before bed. That's right. Switch to blood. That's right. <laughs> they just have to be careful if they're eating those night owls or, you know. That's right. Well, happy Halloween. Yeah. Same to you. Okay. Have a good night. Bye.